Entrepreneurship and innovation have always been an integral part of Indigenous ways of life. And today, this is inspiring sustainable and transformational solutions. To learn more about how RBC supports Indigenous communities and businesses, visit rbc.com forward slash Indigenous. Small businesses are the foundation of our communities. That's why MasterCard has invested in tools to support small business owners as they grow their business. With MasterCard tools and resources, you can increase sales by shortening checkout time, broadening your customer base, and tapping into new opportunities to increase customer loyalty. So get started. Discover all the ways MasterCard can help guide, grow, and protect your business at mastercard.ca forward slash small business. Smudge of Blades is the only Indigenous hockey apparel brand in Canada. Indigenous hockey in Canada, it isn't just a sport, it's a cultural celebration. Check out our website at www.smudgeofblades.com. Shopify is supporting Powwow Pitch to scale across Turtle Island this year to grow our support for Indigenous entrepreneurs. Visit shopify.com forward slash powwow pitch to scale with us by selling your products online with a 60 day free trial. Quay, welcome everyone to the Powwow Pitch podcast, a show empowering Indigenous entrepreneurs. I am your host, Sunshine Quam Tanasco, and I'm an entrepreneur from Kitagon Zibi and Anishinaabe. I got my entrepreneurial start on Dragon's Den selling baby moccasins, and today I'm the creator of Powwow Pitch and Herb Braids, an author, water protector, mom, and advocate of Indigenous entrepreneurs. Each year, Powwow Pitch supports thousands of Indigenous entrepreneurs to tell their stories. I launched this podcast to grow the reach of our entrepreneurial wisdom, connected to our rich culture and deep roots as Indigenous people. On this podcast, I interview some of the most successful Indigenous entrepreneurs, makers, and creators to share their stories, learnings, and wisdom to lift us all. The Powwow Pitch podcast is a production of Powwow Pitch and co-presented by RBC, Shopify, Meta, and MasterCard with the support of an entire ecosystem of partners committed to the success of Indigenous entrepreneurs. Every two weeks, spring through fall, we drop a new episode. So be sure to subscribe to Powwow Pitch on iTunes, SoundCloud, Spotify, Stitcher, and anywhere else you listen to the Powwow Pitch podcast. Also, be sure to visit us at powwowpitch.org to sign up for our newsletter and to get in the loop about support, resources, funding and opportunities for Indigenous entrepreneurs. Welcome to the show. Hey, welcome everyone to the Powwow Pitch Podcast. Today we are diving into a discussion on passion 
community and funding Indigenous businesses. So today I am super excited about our guest. He's a powwow pitch uh, alumni, both uh, in person uh, and a powwow pitch judge, Matthew Naughty. Thank you so much for being here. Um, Matthew, uh, after completing law school, he decided to branch out on his own to help support Indigenous communities and businesses with the skills and knowledge he gained. And after several years of struggling with the politics we often see within our communities and support organizations, Matthew became an entrepreneur starting companies that focus on supporting other entrepreneurs. We love that here. And now Matthew owns and manages nine different companies. I'm going to repeat that nine different companies and starting his own venture capital firm exclusively for indigenous businesses. Matthew, welcome to the Power Pitch podcast. I'm so happy to have you here um, for so many reasons. So um, maybe we can start off with you telling us uh, a bit about uh bit about yourself and where you're from and all that good stuff. Ani Buju, thanks, Sunshine. I uh, am a personal friend and supporter and advocate of Power Pitch, and it doesn't happen without you. So I want to thank you for having me uh, speak with you today and kind of go over the ins and outs that we do behind the scenes and uh, all of the magic that happens um, that you create when it goes in front of the screen. So it's a really good idea, this podcast. I'm glad to be a part of it, and hopefully there's more to come. Uh, you basically said what needed to be said about me. I uh, didn't like the legal world so much. I actually completely different um, style of law. I didn't start in the business world. I tried to do the environmental law, the indigenous rights or aboriginal rights, as they're called in the legal world. Um, but realized that it's just a business in and of itself, too. And not only that, we have bright Indigenous and non-Indigenous personnel advocating as best we could as a group of people. The uh, There's very brilliant and hardworking and diligent people advocating our interests as best they can through the common law system. So I felt that my skills were being wasted and I was actually kind of bored with it, knowing that we only hear about two cases a year of the Supreme Court related to Indigenous rights and Aboriginal land claims and things like that. And we have over 400 pending as a country. So you may live to 800 years, sunshine, but I won't. And I wanted <laughs> to do a little bit more with my life uh, while I could uh, as it relates to moving the state forward for our people. So after law school, I started using those skills uh, to help our communities move forward, knowing that it takes a lot of resources, both human and financial capital, thinking that our communities were ready to kind of seize the, the next chapter of our story as a collective group and ran into quite a bit of uh, obstacles and hurdles. Our people are ready. There's a lot of us doing incredible things, but the Indian Act, the band administration, band councils, working with Aboriginal Affairs or INAC or ANSI or whatever acronym they are of the day, it's just very slow moving and business and myself aren't slow moving. So I kind of jumped into this world knowing what I knew about how we can move our people forward. And it's actually my true calling. I have a lot of fun every day. I have a family I can be around 
uh, for the better part of every day that I need to be. And I choose to do so a lot because we heal each other and heal our communities through each generation. So I have a two-year-old girl. She just turned two a couple days ago, and we're expecting our second in the next week or so. So oh, I didn't know that. Yeah, Congratulations. Exactly. I'm a, I'm a burgeoning girl dad. It's going to be a girl coming. I have a, a little girl right now, and I wouldn't have it any other way. They are everything to me and my partner, Destiny. She's an environmental engineer, and she has her own incredible career, and we do and look to be able to do a lot of work together. So that's what I do. I help small to medium enterprises, 25 people or less usually. So they still have that real family kind of down home uh, commitment in their work every day. And I guess that's where I source my passion from is that my family, my friends, people that I care about see the positive impacts of the work that I do. And it's usually back end stuff, but I do get to sell. I do get out to conferences or trade shows. I get all that. But a lot of my work is done behind the scenes, talking to bankers and lawyers and government officials and grant writing and proposals and all these things that aren't the sexy part of business by any means. But I'm very good at them. Uh, my skill set uh, works with them and it does create a, a nice launching pad into the fun parts of the business world, which, like I said, I do get to take part in. But uh, everybody needs um, a hired gun. And that's what I see myself as for a lot of our people and where I, it makes sense. I joined the team fully. I thought we were doing a, a webcam today. So I'm wearing a jacket of a business I just bought into, a Métis-owned spice company. And uh, that's my next biggest venture is uh, the world of spices. And uh, I've already been the food and beverage industry um, before and currently am. But this spices is a whole nother world. And who would have known even five months ago that I would own a multi-million dollar spice company with a couple of great partners? I definitely didn't. But that's the beauty of what we do, Sunshine. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I mean, I think that that's sort of the common theme between everybody, really, that I have the chance to speak to is that we want to help. You thought that it was going to be, uh, you know, in perhaps in law or whatever. And then, you know, we come to find out maybe that's not the best way that I can be productive. And, you know, because I speak solely to entrepreneurs, it's always through entrepreneurship and business. And it's not at all what you ever expect it to be. Um, but even the way that you talk about it, you know, you hear the excitement in your voice when you're saying like, whoa, I am, you know, jumping into the spice uh, business. What? Like, how does that happen? Um, is You know, like, how is that? Is that you're attracting all these passionate people? Um, you know, do they come to you? Do you seek them out? Um, so what inspired you to make these or what inspires you to make these decisions and support other entrepreneurs in the process? You're exactly right. It's a mixed bag. It doesn't come this way or that. It comes this way and that. And I have the... Mm luxury of being able to say no it's not a right fit for me or yes it is but when I first started out I took every opportunity that was put on my desk and pursued it as far as I possibly could whether it worked out for me in the end uh, financially professionally personally uh, I didn't care I wanted to take every step I could uh, and learn as much as I can because that's uh, a, a lot of what my inspiration and passion is is that I'm always learning every day I I didn't know that um, spices that are sourced within 100 kilometers of where you live and spices sourced within 100 
you know, 100,000 kilometers or, you know, from the far east or beyond, uh, the far west or beyond. I didn't know the supply chains, logistics, the the marketplace mm-hmm. for it and all the different aspects that go into running a spice company. But it's fun every day learning more and more and more. And, you know, we're talking to uh, the United Arab Emirates right now about uh, them sourcing and distributing our goods. Uh, so conversations I would never have if not for meeting uh, a very good man at a, an Indigenous Solidarity Day. He was the caterer of the <laughs> afternoon and one conversation led into another. He needed some bridge financing, so we connected on that. And it's all through word of mouth. It's all through solicitation of friends and family. I don't, I have a website, but I don't really use it or check it often because, you know, if you uh, keep expanding your network, your network becomes your office, the busiest part of your day. And that seems to be where uh, I've been lucky, but to start, I did use a website and anyway, I figured I could learn and help. I would do. And that's, I think something, like you said, I've been a judge on power pitch, everybody that's been successful in their own ways and uh, a valuable asset to the powwow pitch family they fell into something but they were heading in the right direction anyways so it just kind of uh, a slow moving vehicle turns into a average moving vehicle then a fast one mm-hmm. and then before you know it you uh, you find where you're supposed to be and you're on the right road that's so good. I feel like every time I talk to you, you say something like, wow, that puts everything into perspective and like so uh, inspiring and real at the same time. Um, you talk about meeting that guy, meeting the caterer by chance, having that discussion, boom, boom, boom. One thing leads to another. I feel like that's sort of how powwow pitch came to be as well, um, just by chance meetings and taking the next step and making the next call and seeing what's going to happen and all this and that. So like in your case, how much does passion play a role in that? Like I go based on feel, um, for the, for, I'm going to say like 90 five percent, I'm going to say a hundred really percent of the time. Like if I'm feeling someone, um, I will, follow up if I'm not like, I just absolutely don't want to be involved and that's that. And you know, it's just sort of over there. So for you in the decisions that you make, where, how much does passion play a part? It's everything. We have purpose in our time here on mother earth. Uh, she is our mother. I am active in, uh, and just recently more active in our ceremony styles as an Anishinaabe and to meet the incredible people I've met along the way, whether it's business or ceremony or a, a blending of both, you have to care about what you do every day. And if you don't care about what you do every day, then you really have to, you know, question what are you doing? Why are you doing these things? I can't say that I love every second of every day because sometimes it's looking at spreadsheets or writing a contract or whatever, but the purpose of those duties or daily tasks mean so much more for the big picture for myself. And again, people I care about or indigenous people that I don't even know that well, but know that they could really uh, inspire some constructive progress in their own community or their own family or network. If, 
if it doesn't involve my heart, I'm not involved. I, it's, it's the same thing. It's, it's not 90%. I won't even sugarcoat it. It's just like you, 100%. I have to be completely, you know, mind, body, soul, spirit, mm. energy. I need to be uh, into it. And while, to be honest, I wasn't a big spice guy before, I consider myself a foodie. I, I wine and dine as much as I can um, on great foods and cuisines of the, you know, of all international communities. But I'd, I'd always go to the dollar store for my spices because a spice was a spice to me. But after having these, that passion literally explodes in my mouth. And when somebody created something so beautiful, and that's what I define this taste as, uh, I knew that there was passion behind his project. And it wasn't very far along in the conversation, probably about two, three minutes. And I was like, I know I'm going to work with this guy for probably the rest of my life. And that's how it goes. Wow. Love at first taste. <laughs> exactly. I I put on everything now. We joke how I would put it on my sweets if I could. And then not even a day ago, he was down in Florida. And now they're going to make a maple bacon cookie with them. So I will even have it on my dessert as well. So if you need a tester, I volunteer. It will be in the box my as long as up. we can preserve it, as long as it needs to be to replicate what is our product for sure. We, we, we're excited about um, lending our hand where we can in the in-person meeting when Power Pitch can do that. Right on. That's beautiful. Um, you know, what's funny is, you know, while you're talking and, you know, I, I'm listening and there's certain things that people say and I take notes so that I, I, I can remember what you're saying and sort of keep focused. And I wrote down mind, body, spirit. Um, when you were talking about ceremony, you brought that up and then you went and said it. And I'm like, oh, okay, that's a, that's a sign that we probably need to talk about that. And I think that the further I get in my entrepreneurial journey, the more, um, I see the relevance in that and how, ridiculously powerful that is. And that's always been there. Like we're, we're not making this shit up here. Like we talk about it all the time. That's for us Anishinaabe people. Our teachings are mind, body, spirit for braiding your hair, right? The three strands of hair. Uh, one represents the mind, the body, spirit, and how they all have to work together. And I really, really think that entrepreneurial uh, endeavors are the way to get to that sort of balance to give you that um, freedom to grow in all of those aspects. Um, so I don't know, like, I just know, like, I'm still figuring it out myself, but I think the fact that you said, you know, I, I'd like to talk to you a bit more about ceremony, like what kind of ceremony, how is that helping you, um, as a person in your journey, in your business, how does that all tie together? Yeah, it's actually the most relevant part of my life. Uh, my family and my ceremony family, they're now intertwined. We've been to a couple um, preps. And again, I know nothing about ceremony. I'm there constantly learning. I love being a shkabewis, which is a worker. I often have to wear the hat as leader or um, chief executive officer or some sort of principal asset. And we are now part of the Anishinaabe Sundance uh, community um, ceremony family of Ontario. We do fundraising for it and it's a Sundance ceremony. So we'll have our monthly sweats. We'll do fasting camps, everything that our people used to do before it was all taken away from us. And uh, mm. his name's Jordan William White Eyes. He's kind of our Sundance chief. 
And uh, learning from Jordan and his entire ceremony family has been one of the most purposeful thing in my life. And when I came, I came at the right time because it's a, a newer group in this area to, you know, have a brand, so to speak. It's really just a collective group of people, but we needed something to put on T-shirts and stuff. But hmm. it uh, I came at a perfect time when they're first doing it. It was a lot of people facing the hardships that uh, a lot of our urban people do and our rural people, but our urban people facing addictions and poverty and trauma, PTSD, what have hmm. you. They're all have done so good over the past five years that they've now reclaimed their life, got their kids back, found jobs and just weren't able to put in the actual labor, the intensive labor that it is to conduct and host and prepare for these ceremonies. So I came along and because I'm an entrepreneur, I can take afternoons off of quote unquote business uh, for pleasure Mm -hmm. and chop the wood and. Um, whatever, put up the tarp on, put in the post, do all the things that need to do to create our lodges for the spaces to be able to have the ceremony. And then even the, you know, binder twine costs something. Um, the tarps cost something. Uh, the chairs that everybody sit, they all have a cost. So I was able to contribute, you know, my personal uh you know, myself as a asset and a resource and donate quite a bit of money and now coordinate a lot of the fundraising uh, situations because while our people aren't capitalists, we're definitely, we definitely are resource providers. We're fire gatherers for our people. And so as an entrepreneur, I've been able to help continue the the growth of the Sundance ceremony uh, with my skills and again, learn so much more about who I am, who our people are and uh, learning how to heal and grow as uh, healthy Anishinaabe people. So it's everything I do is to be able to support our people's, um, mm. you know, kind of reinvigoration or reclamation of who we are. And uh, I guess people like to use the word reconciliation with the non-Indigenous society. But I think we always were good at relationships. We still will be good at relationships, but it's more about finding who we are and doing the things that our ancestors did. And entrepreneurialism allows me to do that in so many ways. If I was sitting on Bay Street, you know, punching away at um, some, you know, rich non-Indigenous person's portfolio, I don't know how much of my time or energy would be able to be dedicated to uh, being an Anishinaabe man. And so I'm very, very grateful that entrepreneurialism has given me that space. Oh, like that honest to God, dude, like gave me goosebumps everywhere. I feel, I feel exactly how you feel because I'm, because of the situation or the the path that I've taken. And I don't put it as eloquently as you just did, but that needs to be like on speakerphone, on blast. Um, just like so many points that you said about like, we're getting our children back and how does entrepreneurship like that we have a role in doing that and getting our finances in order to be able to serve. Um, and you know, when you talk about, I get to take days off of work and I'm using the, the air quotes now for pleasure and pleasure, uh, you, you sort of say being of service, um, to your community to be able to heal. That's your version of pleasure. Um, I think that's an Anishinaabe 
version of pleasure. Cause we all want that and are doing it all in different ways. You know what I mean? Um, and literally everybody that I speak to, uh, like across turtle Island, that's what they want to do. You, you put it, you know, very well. Um, so what is community? Like, I think we need to talk a little bit about that too. Like there's community in the, like your actual community, whether that's on reserve, whether that's your local community in, you know, the city, we, you know, you talked about urban Indians and stuff like that. Or is that like the community as us, as uh, indigenous people across Turtle Island? Yeah. And I, I think there's uh, if there's a Venn diagram, there's seven circles, eight circles, 20 circles, depending on how your life is set up and how creators path um, that you're on has, you know, kind of manipulated and manifested. There's no actual definition. I live in a I'd call it semi urban setting that is Chatham, Ontario. It's a small little city, but my community and my head office for my businesses and a couple of the retail opportunities that we uh, take advantage of are just, you know, 20 kilometers to the direct west of us on my home reserve, which is Bekejanong territory. Our Sundance is up on Amjanong, which is uh, an urban res because it's literally across the street from the one of the biggest petrochemical institutions in the world actually petrocan's headquarters are right there and it's um it's tough that the indian act has defined so much of what we consider community whether i'm from walpool you're from kitagon zibi or, or they're from amjanong we're from bakejanong and there's kind of those um colonial manifestations of division essentially it's, it's not rivalries mm. it's they've divided us but uh a lot of people claim John Nadi Oshawana, who is my ancestor, and they claim Tecumseh, who is from Bekejanong, but also from Kettle and Stony Point, which is a little further away than Amjanong, but Amjanong claims them. So all these different levels, as Anishinaabe people, we shouldn't see them as that. We uh, we should be able to connect with all of our people that um, are on that good healing path, that you know, Bamadswin is what it's called, that good life. And um, that's where I define it. I'm, I have kindness in my heart. I'm lucky that my mom, we didn't have much when I first started out, um, but she's uh, one of the most incredible people I know. And through her, it's, uh, it's been a lot of healing. You heal through generations. She's stepped up in so many ways she got her spirit name this past year which was a big deal for us she's a business partner and one of the things that i do in my life so i i see her almost daily if not by daily um family and community are intertwined our our children are born to the community not to individuals so we spend a lot of our time in the community with other community members children and um Again, I don't think there's any lines. They should be blurred. They should overlap. And mm. um, if you're pro-Indigenous people and Indigenous mindset, then you're pro all of us. So whether it's the Mohawk Confederacy or the Anishinaabe people, our, our Crees, our OG Crees, our Coast Salish, our Dene, we're all one and we have to work that way. Mm-hmm. I couldn't agree more. I, there was a conversation that I was having with someone and, you know, they were talking about, uh, funding power pitch. Cause obviously, uh, you know, mouths need to be, uh, fed as well. And, uh, you know, they were like, well, what about Canada and the U S like, we don't go in the U S and you're a Canadian company. And well, I'm going to, you know, I'm just going to stop you right there. Cause, uh, 
I'm indigenous. I'm Anishinaabe, first of all. Second of all, I'm First Nations. Third of all, I'm indigenous, right? Um, and it's we just happen to have started in Canada. But those are our brothers and sisters, and those are our family down there in Albuquerque, New Mexico, down there in in everywhere, right? In in Turtle Island. And those boundaries absolutely need to be blurred. They and th- not even blurred. They just need to be wiped clean because that's not how we view uh, our nations. And there's no divide and there shouldn't be a divide. And we have to be able to uh, help each other. Right. Um, But, you know, it's all, you know, when I guess it gets blurry when you're talking to um, bigger businesses who aren't indigenous um, led or started. Um, but you know, on the topic of, of, of money before we have to, to wrap this up, cause I'm aware of the time, but I wanted to talk to you a bit, uh, more about your new venture capital firm. Um, what are you looking to, to do with that? Yeah. So it's one of the biggest and most consistent issue is how, um, all businesses run finances. It doesn't have, um, it's not like native people, first nations, people, indigenous people are, worse or better with finances than non-indigenous people it's pretty consistent across the board but the access is much different we uh, with certificate of possessions and if you base your business on reserve it's very hard to leverage um, your business for increased uh, financing increased access to capital to expand your business so i've um through just you know knocking at every door possible I, I basically if you got a business and you make money and you keep good records or are willing to start keep good uh, good records there is access to capital out there we find different ways through um, you know different financial instruments um, available to us to secure or even just keep it unsecured depending on cash flow and what your business has um, going for it because Everybody's like, I have no money. How do I start? Well, you start regardless if you have money or not, but the growth and getting to that, those major benchmarks happen much quicker if you have money that is serving utility, whether it's, you know, more inventory or to start up more brick and mortar, you know, capital intensive uh, projects to vertically integrate all these different, you know, buzzwords in the business world. A lot of them actually take a lot of capital, whether it's human or finance. And so that's what I aim on doing is helping, like I said, 25 people or less is kind of where I stay in my in my area, just so I can still, you know, meet their family along the way of doing business with Mm -hmm. them and go on and on um, down a path together and where more capital makes sense. That's what we do. And. I've done it with uh, Joyful Lynn Gourmet, the spice company. I, I've used my own personal money. I've accessed different things. And now we are working with a couple big banks about, you know, establishing a good line of credit. Uh, we cleaned up all of their their tax situations and their CRA obligations over the past three, four years, over the past few months. And I know he's sleeping better at night. I know his wife is very, very happy, um, which makes his family situation better. And again, I couldn't be more proud of being able to do that type of work that's that impactful on a personal scale in their professional world. Oh, I love it. You're always, I think... Um, that's why I always want to talk to you is because you're always taking action. You know, like some people lives sort of in dreamland. Like I want to, I, you're just like, so next step. So yes. So, you know, you're always moving forward. And, um, I, I met you through powwow pitch. Um, and then, 
you, this is nothing to do, you know, I didn't come up with this, but you decided to, uh, start an alumni network within powwow pitch. Um, and I think as soon as you mentioned it, it like blew my mind. Um, so can you just tell us a bit about that? It goes hand in hand with what I just said. And again, if it wasn't for yourself and Victoria and Cyprian and everybody on the back end of Powell Pitch, I wouldn't have come up with the idea. So I just saw what you guys were doing, the incredible work you're doing and say, well, this should be something that we all hold on to. Um, you know, we all tow this this rope with the people that started it. So if we're in a tug of war, we're just adding more hands to pull towards Indigenous people, whether it's opportunity, access to finance or whatever, but just a space where we can sound off of each other. And yeah, most of my potential and future clients will be from the powwow pitch alumni so if you're able to put yourself out there like you said don't stop moving be action oriented don't be afraid to fall down the stairs a few times because that's just normal we all have those issues um and it's very very lonely sometimes and with an alumni network there should be somebody in that circle that has a few minutes for you every minute of every day if you really need it there's you know in 10 years where will we be and um, the resources that we've compiled to be able to reinvest in ourselves uh, should be something that, um, you know, lasts the seven generations that we all talk about. So it's that simple. I just saw the work you guys are doing and let's put it in a binder because that's what a legal mind thinks is write it down and keep it. Yep. I love it. I love it. And, uh, you know, I never get tired of being reminded about the seven generations. And I think that, you know what, the more we talk about that, uh, you know, it's going to, it's going to trickle down because it has no choice when you keep putting it out there. So what final advice before we wrap it up, do you want to share with our listeners today? First off, you know, access the powwow pitch, pitch to the powwow pitch. It sounds like it's going on the road this year. So come and visit us. Even if you're not quite ready or you think you're overqualified, come and have a conversation. We're all very open and welcoming people. And if it doesn't work for the show, it'll work uh, in different ways with all the different, you know, tools and instruments we're creating along the path. And um, that's it. Continue on your path. Find the passion find the purpose and the rest kind of takes care of itself. Mm-hmm. So where can our listeners go to learn more about you? Where can they connect with you? I know you already mentioned that you don't do the website, maybe LinkedIn. I try to keep a low profile that way. Um, like I said, <laughs> I, I really like the network that I've been involved. So if you want to find me, just use the, the the network that is the powwow pitch and uh, I'm not too far. I'm very accessible when you do. I, you know, I don't have an assistant or anything. I answer my cell phone by myself all the time. I respond to my own emails. Um, but yeah, it's uh, mnaughty at firekeeper.ca. If you want to, it might take me a little bit to get back to you, but I, I respond to everybody that reaches out. And if it doesn't work, I try to refer them to somewhere that I would go or, you know, I give them the advice that I would take myself. But I can't stress it enough um, why I'm on this podcast is that our alumni network will be there for everybody. And I, uh, I am glad to be a part of it. I, I'll champion it. I don't want to say I lead it or am taking any type of lead, but I will be the champion person that will try to keep us all connected as best we can. So um, we can skip the, the, the tough steps or lessen the blow of the, the tough lessons in life so we can keep pushing forward for our people. 
I love that, uh, Matthew, absolutely uh, a champion uh, for so many reasons, not just for the Powell Pitch alumni, uh, surrounded by all your beautiful matriarchs, the hired gun, um, you know, the service uh, to your community, to the bigger community. I can't say thank you enough for sharing your your passion with us today and your lessons. Um, I always learn something or I feel things when you speak and I appreciate that. So thank you and miigwech. Have a good day. Miigwech, sunshine. And uh, of course, you uh, are the reason why I get to speak today. You've created this space and platform for so many of us. I really appreciate all the work you do. And thanks everybody at the Powell Pitch. Have a good day. Bye, Matt. You too. Take care now. Thank you for joining us today on the Powwow Pitch podcast, dedicated to empowering Indigenous entrepreneurs. Thank you to our co-presenting partners, RBC, Shopify, Meta, and MasterCard. To our producers, Victoria Lennox and Cyprian Shalankiewicz. And to everyone who makes Powwow Pitch possible. Be sure to visit us at powwowpitch.org to explore how we can support you to start your business and sign up to our newsletter to learn more about the Powwow Pitch competition, the Indigenous Entrepreneurship Awards, the Powwow Pitch Box, and other opportunities for you and your business. Until next time, I am your host, Sunshine Tanasco. Miigwech.